can already probably tell that me and Nick are both interesting pieces of creation. We're tools in God's shed, you know, and, and we got all kinds of stories and, and insights and laughter, humor is good. I mean, just a lot of stuff we want to share. This podcast is a complete leap of faith. We don't even really know what we're doing. And uh, I'm content with that. <laughs> so, Nick, I'm going to pass it back to you just to, to once again give. These people didn't even know our name last time. We were just like, it starts off with like Jacob's Ladder, The Great Climb. And it's like, people obviously loved it because the views and the messages are, are great. So, let's give them a little more um, and, and connect with them here, Nick. Yeah, no, uh, great, great intro. Um, and yeah, it's, it is funny how we just kind of jumped right into the, the deep waters, uh, without really kind of dipping our toes in and checking to, to see the you temperature know. of but, the water. It's so like, us. but yeah, it's like, so like that, that <laughs> it is so like us, like yeah. that, that's just, that's me in a nutshell. I know that's probably <laughs> you. Uh, I'm just a radical dude, man. I, yeah. I, I, climb on a jacob slider for thirty thousand feet at 3 a.m like i don't know what i'm doing half the time you know what i mean but like yeah. <laughs> that's that's the wild nature of of a man i think wow uh that that has been wow. kind of put within us you know really from from god mm. uh is is that you know maybe there's different degrees but uh for each man but you know, for any of you men out there listening to this, uh, I, I know you could probably relate or connect to that in some way. There's some wild um, thoughts clicking through the audience's head about this point. <laughs> like, oh, right, oh, right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, with that being said, so, yeah, my name's Nick. Um, I, like Rodney said, I, I am also the youngest um, of, of five. So pretty, pretty big family growing up. Um, you know, I, I really struggled a lot uh, throughout the early years. And, you know, my mom actually had uh, some extreme depression um, after she had me. Um, and I'm talking pretty severe. And um, wow. yeah, it, it was it was bad. Um, and then growing up, like, I didn't really say a word like they, they were really like, like worried, like about me and you know, like my parents knew that I could talk like they they knew because like they would ask me stuff and like I would talk to them, you know, but like when I would get in school and around like social atmospheres, like I just had such a like a, a social anxiety mm. uh, about like being around people, uh, especially people I didn't know. Like when I was around my parents, my family, like it was cool. Like I know them, you know what I mean? But like any type of stranger, like I just really had this terrible anxiety um, I mean, pretty, pretty bad. And, um, it, it would be so bad that, and, and, you know, maybe there's someone out there that can relate to this. Um, but literally my parents used to have, uh, parties at, at our house, uh, like after like football games and it used to be so bad. Like I used to be getting ready, like upstairs and like, I, for me, like I, I were, was always like the last person to like get ready or like last person to finish their food like I just always last like it seemed yeah um I just don't I hate rushing like I don't I don't like doing any like I just kind of take my time I do my own thing I'm like on my own schedule on, on my own time clock time clock I guess yeah um so 
yeah, it used to be so bad. I used to sit at the top of the steps because everyone else would be downstairs, um, you know, being social and everything like that. And like just the thought of everybody's eyes being on me for like the two seconds when like that one person comes into the room and like everybody looks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that used to get me so like anxious that I, I would literally just sit at the top of the steps and not go down because of that. And like, literally like my brother used to like have to come up because my parents were like, where's Nick at? Like, so he would have to like come up and like talk and like walk down with me. So it like, it was both of us. It wasn't just me. So like, just yeah. to kind of paint a picture, like that's, that's kind of my life growing up in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and I don't come from an abusive family or anything like that. Like, my, my parents were very loving. They did fight with each other a lot. So, you know, that kind of, like, scarred me emotionally, uh, I think. Because um, I used to, like, sit up in my bed and, like, you know, tears running down my face, like, every other week. Uh, thinking that they're going to leave each other and then they get back together. And then, they, you know, it's just like, it was a constant, like roller coaster of emotions like growing up yeah and they didn't they didn't realize it like they didn't realize it but it, it definitely was traumatizing to me i think yeah. um so yeah i mean you know eventually through high school you know i started working out which was a huge help i mean that you know running to exercise for me was like my first outlet that i really mm -hmm. felt like somewhat comfort mm -hmm. and like not as much anxiety because I started like seeing changes in my body and like I was always like the weakest out of all my friends and that used to bother me too uh but then I like I sought out like this lineman friend of mine who was pretty strong and started working out with him so he kind of like took me under his wing got me a little stronger started seeing changes in my body I was like oh man you know this is great so just from that point, like I just, I kind of got more and more confidence, I guess. Mm. And forgive me if I'm rambling, but this is just stuff that's coming to me. But, um, you know, eventually led into the desire to become a personal trainer. So I've been doing that for the past uh, 11 years now. Um, you know, just teaching people how to exercise and, and be active, be healthy. Um, and, and it's, you know, interesting because through my years of working out myself, you know, I became very, like, very selfish, actually, uh, very, you know, if any of you out there know what I'm talking about that are in a gym environment or have ever worked in a gym environment, you know what it's like, um, you know, there's a lot of pride, a lot of ego, a lot of testosterone, like you're just consumed by it. So that was kind of like you know, that was kind of me. Like I was kind of one of those like meatheads, although I never like took steroids or did anything like that. You know, I was kind of like that, that jock or meathead type person and just became very egotistical. And, um, then that eventually led into, you know, uh, Jesus saving me from that. Wow. And, and literally had, I had no clue, uh, that he was in the process of even doing that. You know, before I knew it, I was like in a workout Bible study where like just a client of mine invited me to. And, you know, I'm like, he, he just asked me like, hey, man, I'm doing this Bible study. Like, 
we're doing a workout thing with it. I thought it'd be cool if you like ran the workout part because you're a trainer and then I'll, I'll run the Bible study. So I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll try it out. So I, I have no clue like what God is doing with me at this point. I'm just like, all right, yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, and then before I knew it, like the, the word of God is just spoken over me and I'm just like so overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what to think. Um, and, and then, and a guy just kept, kept introducing other godly men into my life that were just mentoring me and just preaching the word of God to me. Um, and before I knew it, I'm crying out, Abba Father and, and Jesus is Lord. And I'm just like, it's so mind blowing, man. Like we were just talking a little bit ago. It's like this, this walk with God. It's like the, the, the quote that you just quoted from uh, Lecrae's song is just so spot on, you know, yeah. Yeah. the master artist makes your mess a masterpiece regardless. Like how spot on is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, like we, I mean, this is good because we're going through and telling these things about ourselves and we understand that we were trying to guide a path or you know cover a emotional scarring or insecurity or doubt with like some type of physical transformation in order to give ourselves that confidence that we desperately needed but mm -hmm. it really comes from that spiritual essence of knowing like god is the creator of all like have you not heard he is the everlasting god and i think when we get soaked when we get bow when we get hit with that truth of the word of god um a couple things can happen you know we can reject it run from it despise it we can ponder it or we can just like let it wash over any of those like things that we brought to the table that we thought made us something and uh, yeah, the, the master artist starts to uh, make your mess a masterpiece, regardless if we like it or not. So I, you know, that's just, I, I connect with that just in a different way. You know, like the emotions the same, even though the story is critiqued differently. In my case, it's like, like you were speaking on that same emotion, trying to cover things. And, um, you know, obviously I used uh, drugs and, and booze and women and popularity to cover this like never ending hole and like tossing stuff in there, but like it never filled up. So then all of a sudden I trained myself to continually do that in order to feel any type of value or recognition. And it wasn't until I was in a courtroom in Norristown and uh, I judge Danielle dun 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 right the name Daniel means God is my judge and the first time around she locked me up a uh, six months or a purge release agreement so I, there needed to be some money um to give me freedom and so I knew what I was up against she was harsh and in that courtroom that time that I know I'm going up against it again my heart like surrendered like so Romans 8 and then Romans 10 um, I don't know which one's which because I guess I'm not good at remembering the verses to the scripture, but the scriptures say that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And then the other one is, therefore, there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. And that was like when my heart surrendered and like where I was washed over and really understood that the way I was living and my ambitions and my um, limit, very limited and minuscule perspective perception of the world and where I thought I belonged in it had led me to a place that was in complete opposition of what my desire was 
which was to have value and to prosper and to be somebody like literally everything that I tried to do with it backfired to the point where I realized I like I might be a jailbird like I I I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like, I I feel like it's a nightmare. And when the word of God washed over me, my heart surrendered. It wasn't even my lips or my head. It was my heart and humility. But things changed from that day. And and, and don't get me wrong. It's not like, oh, I turned into some holy glowing saint and like my feet didn't touch the ground. Like that's, that's actually the opposite. Um, The spirit had exposed a bunch of things and continues to do and to work on me. It's like Nick, the scripture that says, he who started this good work in you will will continue it, bring it to a finish at the day of Jesus Christ. Um, Same story, just like different names and um, scenarios that led us to a place of recognition that, hey, we need some, there's something more to the world than this. There's something greater and deeper. Um, And that's beautiful. That's where real life begins, you know? Yeah, that, that is really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's by grace that we are saved through faith. Uh, and it's not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Um, so, you know, I, I just I always think of that song, Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. and just how powerful that song is and has been. And I think will always continue to be, um, you know, because it, it, it is this amazing grace that like there's nothing we can do you know like like it is like think of the greatest gift that you've ever received in your life right now and and that that still doesn't even come close to the gift of God yeah. of his amazing grace like it, it doesn't matter how many times you've screwed it up and you know, I, I know for me as a man, like, you know, that guy talked about at uh, the men's conference. He's like, us men, man, we just we just blow it. You know, we, we just absolutely blow it like over and over again. And some are willing to admit it. Some are a little prideful. And, oh, you know, I'm a man. I, I'm not going to admit that I'm wrong. And, you know, yeah. but deep down, you know, you're wrong and, and you blew you know it. Something's not right. Like deep down, like you know something's not right like there's so much more um yeah it's like a universal thing and it you really got to crack the shell and be like in a deep friendship with somebody for them to admit that which is like it's a lot of work then because it's not transparent it's not honest you have to like dig to find it which is like you know in the body of christ it's it's sometimes not as hard because you'll find people that are just willing to like you know like engage in that type of thing because they're actually like to the point where i'm sick of hiding it and covering up i actually actively want to seek to be sharpened um and with that being said that so there's there's some comment me and nick both listened to the last podcast and um it was it was winging it just like we're winging it tonight and and i know we went like 100 miles per hour and uh, we're talking about things, maybe assuming everybody's on that level, but we are patient and uh, and we do understand that this is the opportunity in our temporary lives to speak on behalf of the thing that matters the most with so many messages and so many signals being sent in the world right now. This is the one that's dearest to my heart. 
and me and Nick have we want to share something with you guys that we've been encountering that is like it's real this is not a script this is not imaginary this is like our hearts and this is our vulnerability being exposed to like anybody who will listen iron sharpens iron there's this amazing verse I believe it's in the Old Testament Nick I don't know the verse off the top of my head but we know what the scripture says here it says as iron sharpens iron so does a believer sharpen a believer and me and Nick's path uh, obviously like comes a couple years ago we crossed paths and there's a unique story as to how we first met I'll let Nick share that whenever uh, if we have time tonight or in the future but we're realizing that through the course of struggling with daily challenges and challenges in life and, and wives and families and and jobs and the, the crazy mixed signals of the world continually changing up and, and procrastinating and then yet judging you for doing right or wrong um, and reversing, calling what's wrong right and what's right wrong, that we, we found this strengthening and literally confessing our sins to each other. Like, I'm not talking about counting beads and going to like behind a veil and like to some stranger. I'm talking about somebody that you have a friendship with where it's more than just like, a, hey, we both like the Eagles or the Chargers. It's more like, hey, we both need to like embark on a journey together, like wildly and like test each other and challenge each other and laugh together and, and talk about stuff that sometimes seems like it's really hard to talk about even with our wives or our fathers you know like this is and it's so important to have the opportunity for iron to sharpen iron as a believer sharpens a believer because if you're if you're wood like i'm I'm not boasting but i'm iron god has a, a, a specific tool that he likes to use for specific jobs and and i'm gonna mow right through you if you're made of wood but you don't have to stay made of wood it comes through faith and through repentance at Jesus Christ that a lot of people know they say oh I'm saved great that that's like the purpose what is your calling and then what is your gift and then how are you gonna put that into action and, and how are you gonna be an iron blade to sharpen another iron blade and that does not come by strategic planning or observation of yourself that literally comes from having faith and walking through the valley of the shadow of death but yet calling on the name above all names and and nick i want you to touch on that topic a little bit because we both feel so strongly about it and a lot of the times we're, we're walking through life and we're sharpening each other sometimes unaware sometimes very aware and it's beautiful we're called to to do something that's so much greater than just our own desires and our own hungers and our own ambitions it it involves a family a global family of Christians and we start by loving and winning each other one at a time wow yeah Um, I know we were just talking a little bit ago Uh, Ronnie and I were actually involved in a program that's based out of uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, It's about, you know, 50 minutes or so from here, from where we're at. Um, And and it's a program called Men of Iron. And it's it's really based around that entire verse, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Um, And so I had been asked by my pastor 
uh, the church that I, I go to um, to kind of be leader of this men's uh, uh, program and uh, for our church. And so, you know, I got we got all the guys information that uh, we're going to be committing to this program. It's like a year long or it's supposed to be a year long program. Yeah. Uh, we were just kind of testing it out. Like it wasn't like a set in stone thing. Like we're definitely doing this ongoing. It was just like, all right, let's, let's see, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we get through uh, a lot of the, the early stuff and, um, you know, it's basically a, a one-on-one mentorship, uh, you know, program, um, you know, a, a mentor protege type of thing. Uh, because they, they want that whole iron sharpening iron, you know, and, and especially for, for men, you know, that, that was mainly what it was geared around. Um, this is like two years ago, right? This is like 2017. Yeah, th- this was, this, this had to have been at least two years ago, maybe three. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so Rodney, you know, we had Devin and I, the, the, my pastor, uh, and I, we um, we kind of sat down and like you know grouped uh, some of the men together of who we kind of thought might be a good fit based upon like where they live you know is it going to be convenient um, you know all that so we prayed about it you know and and we just we, we decided on what we did and so Rodney was paired up with uh, an older gentleman uh, from our church and you know make a long story short you know it. I guess didn't end up going uh, as good as what uh, was hoped. Um, yeah, I failed terribly. <laughs> like, I crashed the car and then it burnt, so I had to walk home like barefoot and small. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so, you know, I I was uh, mentoring um, a, another guy. And, uh, you know, it, we met, you know, a couple times throughout the year. And, you know, I think it was supposed to meet, like, I don't know, twice a month or something like that. Yeah, it was like twice um, a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I would say all in all, like, there was probably two of the pairings that actually really did pan out and, like, really worked well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other couple ones just kind of, like, fizzled out and it, yeah. You know, there, there wasn't, didn't seem to be a whole lot of fruit from it. Yeah. Um, so to make a long story short, you know, the one night I had called Rodney up, just kind of checking in on all the pairings, just, you know, how's everything going? Like, you know, is there anything you need prayer for? You know, all that. Um, so Rodney just kind of like poured his heart out, just really raw and honest about what his experience has been. And, you know, I just, I, I really was feeling for him, you know, had some compassion and, um, and, and it was almost from that point, uh, like I was just telling Rodney a little bit ago, as we were talking before this podcast, uh, it almost seemed like right at that moment that God was, was doing something all along that we didn't even realize. And, and it's like, he had to bring us to that point, like the both of us, where we kind of like locked arms almost like I, I felt in the, the phone call that we had, it was a pretty long phone call if I remember. And, uh, you know, we were really getting into some deep stuff and we hadn't really known each other all that much at this point. Um, 
it was like bits and pieces and you know a little getting a little more familiar with one another but it, it wasn't anything on a deep level and so God just really birthed this new opportunity uh, for Rodney and I to pretty much engage in a men of iron type of relationship without us even like having to say we're going through this program and we're, we got to force it to happen. You know what I mean? Like it just raw organically yeah. happened yeah. out, out of like two situations that he and I were both in, in this mentorship program that kind of didn't pan out. And it's like, God used that to unite Rodney and I. And now like, I mean, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says that there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Okay, and and I've shared this uh, with Rodney many many times. Um, I can confidently stand here and say um, that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother to me. You know, and and that that almost gets me a little choked up. You know, but it's it's really powerful and and just what God has been able to do through him uh, to mentor me when I'm in the pits and and you know vice versa it's just been this sharpening and ever since that moment it's like we were just saying we haven't really gone a week without like connecting yeah and and we just want to share that with you guys and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on it Rodney but the the value and the importance of having another man in your life whether they're older younger same age it doesn't matter um just to have that sharpening and and just like cry on each other's shoulders and and just go to battle, go to war in prayer for your your brother. Uh, it's just it, it speaks volumes, and it you can't even put a price tag on it. There's no no other words to describe how valuable that is. So I mean, maybe you could bring more light to that. I don't know, but that's just what was in my heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm totally humbled and and like I, I agree like really strongly you, the scriptures say if any of you lack wisdom um, to pray and ask God and he gives like like unbraided like it's not given based upon like your education or location or color of skin or, or family setting or job profession he gives it equally and it literally is it's a god thing to be able to find a brother in christ that you can have that kind of confidence and connection with and i think that in in a weird way i don't want to like step out of bounds here but this is the wildness of who i am and i can't tame my tongue for anything but i'm gonna say it when the church when a building of, of gatherers tried to put names down on paper and assemble people together it's it's a good thing and the, the the desire was right there to like literally try to spark men up and get them encouraged and together but god has this mysterious way of literally taking the scraps once again the theme of this master artist making the mess of something a masterpiece um regardless if we're in tune with it or not and i think that that's what god did out of me and nick's relationship um I didn't really crash a car. Um, that was just a, like an idiom I used to describe like my unwillingness, my lack of wisdom for not praying for it because it's not my own. It's not something I conjure up. It's something that literally is given out of humility to us by the author of faith. 
Um, I, I, I destroyed it. I sabotaged it, not to the point where I made an enemy, but to the point where, like, literally I was disgusted with joining a program where I felt like I was being forced to be and, and say something that I don't fit that box. But, but God brings this mysterious and crazy cool way of bringing this brother to me, Nick, that just concretes it all together where you can look at the scripture and your heart just bleeds out and says, I agree. Like, like this is... God has a plan for us to walk in these good works he's established before the foundations. And uh, it's all for his glory. He's about his business and he happens to be in the business of receiving glory. And uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But I do it willingly now because I do understand I am like a blip on the radar in the grand scheme of things. But he loves us so much that that blip consists of a billion other blips that paints the picture of his grace and his glory and to be a part of that and to recognize that from reading the scriptures and pouring our hearts out into it and to each other is the most important message of this life um there's the church is great it's just people it's people a lot of times we look at the building um but it's just people it's the members that are the body of christ and there's relationships that are designed to bring about a strength and not that the old should be separated from the young or females from men but that something like we look at david and jonathan in the old testament and they just have this clicking like like david's running from jonathan's father who's saul king of israel saul is trying to kill him out of jealousy from the anointing john uh, david had but yet jonathan and david in the midst of even that dangerous time developed a brotherhood that was led and anointed by God himself by recognizing the beauty of what God does even if it doesn't make sense to the rest of the people and um, we're winging it tonight we did have it in mind that we wanted to talk about iron sharpening iron because it has been a gluing process in our friendship and our walk in faith because we get to remind each other of Jesus. We get to make each other laugh. I have like a weird sense of humor. So, and then, you know, Nick, uh, oh my gosh, goes to the, the infamous secret springs of <laughs> north of my house, where it's always like an amazingly funny, dangerous story that he goes through to get fresh water from God's land. And like we laugh about it and it's just it's amazing like there's so much that we do not literally have the time to go into tonight but we've touched on some big things and praying for a brother in christ is so important um because when i first got saved there was a, a another young guy who was a friend he was actually my old pastor from narstown pennsylvania his son john who was at the time like this young cool guy who like showed up at my house like three four five times a week i text him they're like no i'm sick i don't feel good and he'd show up like oh guess what drink some orange juice and get out of bed like he was that guy at that time in my life that god used to show me how to be a friend because all my other friends were like who has the biggest bag of pot or who's got the hottest girlfriend it was always a competition it wasn't a, a joining or a uniting so so god has a way of putting these people in our lives and we have to be humble and willing to just like be that brother and be that device and tool uh, to tighten bolts on your brother's design at times and vice versa
so that we wanted to drive it home by introducing ourselves a tiny bit of our background tonight and just kind of be wild and just just talk uh, and we encourage you guys to ask us questions send messages uh, voice messages uh, pass this video on if it touches you or if you're affected by it in a way that made you think about the the men and the women that are in your lives because we're wonderfully and fearfully made and life is temporary we all have to go I actually had an experience when I was about 20 years old where I got jumped by a bunch of guys uh, so bad that I, I don't I never say that I died, but I, I started to sit up out of my body and my physical form was still still on the ground. So there's an afterlife, you guys. If anybody's listened through to this point that, that hasn't called on the name of the living God, I mean, remember that you're temporary. I mean, there's nothing you can do to preserve your life here. Um, you don't know what the next moment's hold, and you don't know when your ticket gets called. So I hope that this provokes you guys into um, scanning your environment to, to, and praying to say, God, well, um, I want to sharpen, I want to be iron, I'm going to sharpen iron, and, and I want to experience more than just like a friendship. I want to experience a brother who stands through the storms and through the laughter because a lot of the times friends have a tendency of disappearing when the money is tight or when the popularity declines or they, they seem to be seasonal friends with a, with a motive in mind. But to have somebody who sticks by you is a gift from God. So Nick, I, I just, I got mad love and respect for you, dude. And I acknowledge you as a brother who sticks closer. Um, and a friend who sticks closer and, and a man of God who sticks closer than, than others. And um, it, it says, let another um, say these good things about you, but don't say them about yourself. Um, so this is an awesome platform for us to be able to say this about each other and for it to be public um, and for you guys to actually investigate us and put us to the test and and observe over a period of time and just see it to be true because it's accessible for you in christ jesus yeah um there's not a whole lot to add to that that was uh, very well said um yeah i mean you know i guess the only thing that comes to me is uh you know if if you feel like you're kind of isolated and you don't really have like you know any friends like that or you don't really know many people uh you know rodney was spot on i mean pray pray about that because yeah. god will hear you yeah and and he will he will work it out um probably without you even realizing it uh before you know it you'll you'll come across or he'll he'll weave together this unique situation wow uh with with how he did with rodney and i and before you know it it's like you're in this this relationship um, that that is just so united. It's such a strong bond that it's like, yeah, we're still human. We're still gonna let each other down and fail each other at times, you know, because yeah. we're we're not perfect, yeah. you know. But um, just just to have that accountability partner and that brother or sister, you know, um, that can really just speak some truth into you and, and wash you with the word, you know, the, every word of God is pure and, and, uh, it, it brings life to our, our innermost being. 
And um, there's been so many times where, where I've just been been downcast, you know, soul is just cast down and uh, and or, you know, I'm, I'm speaking something out of line and, and Rodney's got to check me on it. You know, it's like faithful are the wounds of a friend, like it says in Proverbs, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Wow. So, you know, a, a loving brother, uh, a loving friend is going to tell you the truth, even if it has to hurt sometimes, you know, sometimes the truth doesn't hurt. And it's like, oh, man, I needed that word so bad. But other times it's like, oh, man, like that hurt. You know, I don't know how to receive that right now. Like I'm I, I might not be able to talk to you for a little bit because like, I don't know how I feel about that. But. Yeah. then you you end up thanking them later and you're like man thank you for just speaking that word of truth into me like i was i was wrong you know and and just you know don't think like like you need to have it all figured out i mean that that's god's job like we're we're so imperfect we we fail so many times yeah it's a um it's a and i'm i'm speaking to myself with that because you know i i come from uh a, a background where i i very much like a OCD with having to do what's right and and perfectionist and all that um but it's 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 not about works it's by it's by his grace it's his grace and it's through faith faith alone um but yeah just you know if you're out there again and you feel isolated please just pray you know god god will bring that person into your life whether it's male female whatever it is um he he's the you know he's he's the one that can do it all all things are possible with god i was speaking with ck earlier um who's like the worship leader of a barn church which is like really cool up here outside of the city already and uh he gave a little thing to me that i wanted to share tonight um he, he didn't even know we were just talking and he said something that like jumped so i wrote it down and he said that god requires us to be diligent and being diligent brings opportunity um so also like you know being diligent you guys in your workplace and in your home um, and everywhere that you go because honestly that's it's going to attract a friend to you and uh, the kind of friend who's going to be there through all the seasons of life. So, wow. Yeah, I I'm really happy to be able to be on this air again and to be able to talk to you guys. And thank you for listening. If you've made it this far through the wild, crazy Tasmanian conversation of Rodney and Nick, then we applaud you. Yay! Um, <laughs> thank you for getting this far, and we appreciate you guys. And we ask for prayer for this whole thing because it's just the way that we talk um we just talk we just engage and we just we hike you know we challenge each other all kinds of crazy cool stuff happens in our friendship so we want to share a piece of it with you guys i hope you enjoyed the last podcast with nick doing jacob's ladder the great climb um which dude seriously is is out of this world i mean i don't think i don't think we really understand how much that's has impact, impacted people and will continue to and look forward to the next wild and crazy thing that either Nick or I decides to do that causes some ruckus in the old neighborhood um, we love you guys we ask for prayer 
like first and foremost, just for those of you who are in Christ Jesus, just pray for us. Pray for humility, for wisdom, and for an anointing that um, the words wouldn't be our own, but that we would be grafted into this this large net of truth that is in God's word alone to be able to help other people. So, um, yeah, and I just I I want to uh, if you don't have anything else, I wanted to end with this word absolutely um, from from First Peter. Uh, chapter 1 says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time wherein you greatly rejoice though now for a season if need be you're in heaviness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of jesus christ amen i received that and that's that's beautiful so those believers who are out there, you are kept by the power of God unto salvation. Uh, if those of you out there are kind of on the fence, you don't really believe in God, you're not sure. Um, you know, we we want to help, and and you know we want to pray for you. Um, so if you have questions, you know, please uh, by all means bring them to us. You know, if we don't have the answer right away, we'll certainly pray over it and and just allow the Spirit of God to to speak to you. Wow, I agree. Bro, much love. Um, I'm going to jump off. It's like 9.25 here, so I'm going to give the wife a call. And, yeah, we're going to wrap it up tonight. So so thanks, everybody. And, Nick, um, yeah, dude, I'll just text you here in a little bit. Sounds good, brother. All right. God bless. All right.